Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire power, save during the big holiday sale on now. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever I'm looking at you. Welcome and good morning. Summer Breakfast, hello Adelaide. 6.02am, Miles Fitzner with you. Live from SNSA's studio, Lumo. And I'm joined by, well, in 2006, there was no bigger deal in Australian sport than this man. He went number one in the draft. He went on to play 268 games for the Carlton and Crows football clubs. I speak of Bryce Gibbs. Good morning, Gibbsy. Good morning, Miles. How are you this morning? Uh, look, it's a, it's a strange feeling to be back. It is, is it? It's been, uh, well, I've had a week off. It felt like two months. Back in here, rolling in the dark, get to see... Uh, you nice and early, and then we roll in and Spain and Germany are straight on the TV. So if the show's no good, it's because we're distracted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great start. Um, all happening though, World Cup. I know you're across the world game and a few surprising ones early. We're going to touch on that a little bit later. But the one for mine, Morocco just giving Belgium a little bit of a touch-up. That has to be one of the beats of the, of the World Cup so far. Well, it certainly is, and... One of the absolute superstars is arguably one of the best players in the world in Kevin De Bruyne come out in a press conference and said, uh, we can't win it. We can't win the World Cup because we're too old. And next minute, they go out and get that result. So I reckon some of his teammates might have been a little bit flat with old Kevin. Oh, you don't, you don't roll out and say we can't win it. Like last time anyone would have said that would have been Circa D's tanking gate. <laughs> Maybe North Melbourne last year. Yeah, yeah. They, well, they, they actually said we can't win a game. It wasn't that we can't win it. Yeah. Hey, uh, big show coming up. We've tried to roll um, with some heavy hitters, especially for the first show. Antonius Cleveland from the 36ers to join us. And then we thought being draft night tonight, and then obviously they've split it now to try and make a bit more of a show of it. We've got Adam Dolia, Harry... Um, Barnett, Max McElhaney, they're all going to come in studio after 7.30. Billy Dowling to join us on the phone. We've followed him the whole way through. Jack Watts to join us, another former number one. I, I tried to go through my contact list and find how many number one draft picks I've got in it, and I've only got you and Wattsy. Two. Oh. I've, I, I might have Coons. I think I've got Coons in there. And I don't know, to, and that's only through work. Only you and Coons through work. Wattsy through the other boys. But you'd have a – how many would you have? I've got a couple. Well – Coons, obviously, through yep. through work as well. Um, luckily, I've two of my good mates in Mark Murphy and Matty Cruiser. They or, went either. Did they go either side of you? Did they go O yes. five and O seven? Yep, I was in the middle. So Carlton got three number ones in a row. Uh, no, sorry, Murph was O six. I was O seven. Cruz O eight. You were O seven. Yep. I thought you were O six. I was in and around then. I think <laughs> it was a few years ago now. Yeah, Murph would have been no. Murph no, he was, was, he was 05. Murph I was, was 05. 05. Yeah, my, yeah. My I know f- that much because that was oh, that's when I finished school and Murph was number yeah. one then. So yeah, it brings back uh, a lot of memories, Miles. Actually, obviously draft night tonight, and they do it a little bit differently now. They're, they're sort of taking a bit of a leaf out of a bit of the uh, American sport drafts, aren't they? Doing it over a couple of nights, and it's obviously broadcasted on TV and, and has all the bells and whistles and. They invite uh, all the talent over to Melbourne and um, and do do it, make it a big process. Obviously, don't they? The number one or the the first round gets a standalone night by itself. So the first twenty odd picks, uh, they make a, a pretty big deal of it. So um, yeah, there'd be a lot of nervous 
boys today, wondering whether they're going to get their names read out. And, uh, you know, it's great that we're going to have a few of our local talent in studio today to talk to them, how they're feeling, how they've been feeling in their time. A lot of them have just finished school and um, might be working, just sort of killing the days up until this point. So, um, yeah, it's certainly... The few will be uh, pretty nervous today, I reckon. Do you think they could make a bigger deal of it? I, I, I'm I'm fascinated by the likes of the NFL draft. How it's it's, I mean it it's just a monster event. And I know they've tried, but I don't think it'd be very hard for them to make a bigger deal out of the AFL draft. But they've probably got to go back a bit further and make a bigger deal about the under eighteen championships and the and the NAB league and those sort of things first, don't they? Build that up. A little bit more, and then you could make draft night the the sort of spectacle. I suppose it did is or they is it because they're different age groups? Like these boys are what seventeen and eighteen, and in America that's they can sort of it's more like they're twenty and twenty one, aren't they? They're a little bit older, aren't they? I think uh, they they do their college. Well, you don't have to go to college; you can go straight to the draft if you want. And we've seen obviously some of the greats, uh, you know, the Le- LeBron Jameses of the world didn't go go to college; they went straight into the big time. But yeah, they are a little bit older usually. Overseas, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's just sort of been one of those things that they've tried to evolve over the years and, and try to keep up with modern times. And um, I suppose with the the live picks and the live trading that that happens now, I think it needs a bit of theatre, theatre, and a bit of um, live action coming through the, the TV screen to to keep everyone updated with what's going on. A couple of quick ones, um, and we're going to touch on this a fair bit later. We'll talk to Watsy and and these younger boys, but when did you know? Because they're already talking that that GWS, have, they've obviously traded for, they've got the number one, and then, um, what's his name? Carter. Is that right? Cadman. Cadman. Now, Cadman's said, oh, well, they haven't told me yet, but when did you know? Did you get told a fair way out? Yeah, I was pretty lucky. I, Carlton actually flew over to Adelaide two weeks before the draft. Uh, it was Sticks Kernahan, Dennis Pagan, they brought Mark Murphy over. A few of the heavies. A few of the big dogs. Uh, and obviously the two recruiters. Uh, and I sat at my manager's house, which was Justin Reed at the time. Um, what, got rid of him? Charging too much? Did you change later, nah, did you? I, he got rid of us. He, oh, he, he moved on and uh, <laughs> left or becoming a play manager and become the, I think, got the gig at the Crows. Oh, right. Off, off the back of that. So then you had to find a new one. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're well, going to get to. I'm making a note here because the scramble to manage you would have been. Well, no. So J- Justin started managing me when I was in Adelaide. Then when I moved to Melbourne, I was moved on to Nigel Carmody, who was obviously a part of. I think it was. Um, oh, it was TLA as it is now. But whatever ESP, it was before I that, I think it was before, before uh, back in the day. But um, yeah. So anyway, they flew over and uh, we had a half an hour meeting at his house and they said yeah be prepared we're gonna we're gonna take you at, at number one so um I, I had actually had a couple of weeks to really get my head around moving into state and um preparing for for the transition so that moment that you find out the managers then leave you're back in the house old man mason kell they're probably kicking around there they're whippersnappers at the time is that when you just give yourself that little like that little just little fist bump and yeah, hey oh, dad, just you better crack out yeah one of the bottles of Moet or something. <laughs> <laughs> the old bottle of yellow. I was, seven, and we'll just I was seventeen, so it was probably the uh, the lime cordials. Uh, oh, at that yeah, stage. I'm, I'm sure it was. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, 
Oh, yeah. It was probably more relief than anything. Like, I mean, that year leading into the draft, there'd obviously been a lot of speculation and I'd been followed and um, watched pretty heavily. I was obviously playing league footy at Glenelg, still doing year 12. And, um, yeah, I'd had, I'd had a pretty solid year. So there'd been a lot of, lot of chatter about where would I go uh, and, and all, all those sort of things. So just to hear it for, like, be confirmed, I think it was more of a, a relief more than anything. Um, funny story on that. I once um, thought I had the inside word on who was going to go number one. It was the Tringove Scully year. Yep. And I had a decent old bet on, uh, on Jackie T to go number one. And um, then the D's obviously changed their mind and took them one, two, the other way around. And uh, I ended up with a new pair of footy boots out of it because the bloke that told me that Trengo was going to go number one felt badly. It was, uh, ended up playing a lot of games for the Demons he did. But, yeah, it cost me an absolute fortune. I had a crack at, I had a crack at Jackie T. Um, we'll talk to Watsy and the boys about the pressure and stuff surrounding it. And then, I, I, you know, there's going to be some yarns in regards to people that don't make it. I know there's good stories in the past of people that have had parties. I don't know the guy that I knew quite well that had a draft party and uh, there was no no name read out. And unfortunately, all the people are there in the room ready to ready to go and bit bill. Yeah. And I mean, it does happen. Like, And, and this, this year more, it could happen more so than not because we just don't know. Like outside the top, probably five or six or seven, like then it, we don't know what's going to fo- unfold from there. Like I think from a... a Probably the top four are locked in, I think, and then from a pick five, that Essendon pick, which uh, Matthias Filippo, one of our one of our SA talent boys, the new, is, bu- the new Bond, is linked to him, uh, yeah. linked to Essendon. If it's sort of where they where they go, what, who they pick, that's going to set the trend for the rest of the draft. And there's only talk there's only going to be forty or fifty kids picked in this year's draft anyway. So there's going to be quite a few that do miss out, and um, it's obviously going to be a, a hard time for those guys and. They're going to have to, you know, accept accept that and, and lick their wounds and, and look to look to continue developing their their games. To you know, we we see guys get picked up until they're about 22, 23 these days. So you know, the dream's certainly still alive if 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 these boys don't get picked up. But um, yeah, you, you do see it happen. A big show, like we mentioned off the top, we've got some of the finest young South Australian talent. In studio after 7.30, Antonio's Cleveland, Jack Watts to join us, Michelangelo Rucci as well. But we want to hear from you. Now, I've got to make sure I get this right. Not SE in track. 0427 154 166. Send us a text. 0427 154 166. We've got a Signet Power Bank uh, valued at $60. Um, and a Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24 hours a day. A day. The Signet Power Bank. They're very good. They are. Send us a text 0427 154 or give us a call 1300 736 736. We've just gone 12 past six. Weather today, uh, mostly cloudy. Top of 18. Might get a little bit warmer than that. Close enough to 20 degrees. Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs with you on your Monday morning for summer breakfast. We've only got a few weeks. Nobody's safe. We can tee off. We can do what we like here. It doesn't really matter. (laughs) And with the musical cheers that is Adelaide Radio, who would know what's going to happen in three weeks? And we're going to touch on that a little bit later in the show too. It's break time. We'll be back right after this. Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire power. Save during the big holiday sale on now. 
Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than Welcome back. Summer Breakfast live from SNSA's Studio Lumo. All thanks to Tire Power, of course. Pick one on their big holiday sale. And Chemist Warehouse, a real house of fragrances this Christmas. And no one knows fragrances better than my co-host, Bryce Gibbs. You'd be a Shane Warne 23 or a... I was more of a, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo, one of those sort of fragrances that came out of it. You know they make the VB ones and stuff yeah, now? I did see that. Vegemite and VB? You're not wearing VB cologne, are you? What? Or pe- do pe- is that a thing? People, I, it's, that's a piss take, I've, pr- I've probably never needed it. <laughs> I probably smelt like it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I probably smelt like it when I came in here this morning. Off, you you would have been a Lynx Africa man growing up. I'm li- oh, definitely a Lynx. I didn't know a bloke in my era... <laughs> I was an 87 drop. What were you, 88? I was 89. 89? Early 89. And um, I wouldn't know a guy in my era that wasn't a Lynx Africa man. Swanning around uh, the Glenelg precinct. And then I think when you when you graduated from Lynx Africa, you went, you need something that's really pungent. You probably went to the Brute, you know, the, in the green can. <laughs> yeah. And everyone went, geez, he's a man now. Just really <laughs> come out of... Uh... Just really matured over the 12 months and progressed from the Lynx Africa to the Brute. To the Brute. And now I'm more of like a Nivea Invisible sort of yeah, a cat. Yeah, I go for the uh, more the, the female, feminine type, uh, the dove operator. The dove type? Yeah. You'd be a roll-on type operator, wouldn't you? <laughs> Get up and just roll it straight on. Did you ever have to do one of those, um, like the one that sticks in my mind is that Collingwood Head and Shoulders ad, the, the dorkiest ad, you know, where was it? Oh... What was his name? Someone will tell me off the text. 0427154166, where they did the head and shoulders. It, it was Daryl. It was um, Wakeland. Was you, it Daryl or you're, you're telling the story. Have you seen the ad? Jase, you would have seen those ads, the head and shoulders ads. Yeah, they yeah they were oh, cringe. Some of, the, some of those appearances they'd make you do from, uh, from a sponsor point of view in Clubland. Geez, looking back, I tell you, you'd, one, you'd... You'd, knowing what you know now, you'd you'd ask for double the amount of what you're getting paid yeah. to do them because th- those things never go away. What's they're work? with you for life. So the Nick Rewalt, oh, when the Saints thing, the promo for the oh, St Kilda that, Footy Club, that's one of the all times. That was horrible, wasn't it? Have you? What was your worst? I, I got stitched up. One that comes to mind straight away. I got stitched up. It was like, oh, it was one of the new Batman movies coming out. It's like a premiere. It's oh, like, this will be good. It's like, oh, we'll give you tickets and you know whatever. It's like, oh yeah, I'll get. Like, oh, how many can I get? I'll give you, you know, 10, 12. You can take the boys. I'm like, yeah, great. I'll do this good deed. They're like, oh, all you got to do is, like, go and interview a couple of people as they're walking into the into the premiere of the movie, and you can take all the boys, do what you want. I was like, great. I'll do a good deed for, for everybody. <laughs> anyway, so I get there, and it was packed. It was at one of the, the biggest uh, – I think it might have been down Chapel Street um, at the Jam Factory. And – no joke. I, I was on the red carpet interviewing people, but they made me dress up as Batman, but they never told me that in the brief. So I'm there, like, rolling down, talking to all these, like, you With know, the... c- celebrities, full kit Batman, saying, oh, oh are you, mate. Are you growing up like, watching Batman? Be, uh, what are you <laughs> I'm a big Batman and I'm, fan. I'm, got a, I'm a man to toe in a Batman <laughs> costume, like, actual proper stitches. How many, how, how long have you been playing? I uh, probably would have been about halfway through. Oh, so you're, yeah. this is peak. This is I was well. Peak. I was established. This is a well-established yeah. player, yeah. and they've and you've actually got in the Batman kit. And you can imagine the boys start rolling in to get their free oh. tickets off me, and I'm there. They go, "Where's Gibbsy?" And I'm like, I'm out on the red carpet in my Batman costume, interviewing 
D-grade celebrities. <laughs> I've got it, off, d- please it. tell me you have a photo of that somewhere. Oh, it, uh, There'd have it, to be a have photo. To be, it'd have to, I think there's, there's vision. Like it was all filmed and stuff. So, Is it, would Murph or Cruz uh, remember that? Be, uh, Murph definitely would. Would he? De- absolutely would. Jace, make, make a mental note <laughs> that when we talk to Murph about Gibbsy in the Batman kit, that's elite. <laughs> hey, um... Uh, like we said, we're live from SNSA Studio Lumo, 1 King William Street, thanks to Team Ford Mount Barker and their V6 Ranger. And shout out to DT and the team at Team because uh, that's where I get my wheels from. Hopefully, well, if we stay in the chair long enough, we might end up with a new set. That's what happens when you Did Hazy hand his back? I think he was under strict instructions. Oh, spe- actually, speaking of which, should we do a thing where like, we see how many days we can call Hazy pre seven AM and see how long it takes to answer. I reckon this I we could just annoy him. Do you reckon he's listening or do you reckon he's just No, like, there's not legi- a ch- legitimately just moved on. No, he's he's the one operator, one of the great guys, but he is the one operator that he would not be listening. He <laughs> but most people would have some form of a oh, job look, I've been on the show four years, I've got a handover. Um they would just have a little bit of an interest. They'd go, oh and you and I know him both well. Catch up, we have a beer with him. There's no, there's nothing untoward there. But he would still, like most people would go, just I'd love to hear how it's going to go. <laughs> Hazy, not at all. He couldn't care less. He's, He'd be, no, nah, I'm done. He's just barred us. <laughs> I think, I think, I'm going to try and call him in a bit. We'll call him live on air. See if he picks up. Morning, guys. Just watching Germany v Spain. Looking forward to the next three weeks. SEN always keeping us on our toes. Well, uh, you and I both, Dave. <laughs> it was after three weeks, I'm not sure where I'm going to be, but we'll work that out. And an interesting game too, the Spain-Germany one, because uh, Japan knocked off Germany in the first game, which was surprising. So if Germany lose to Spain in this game, they can't make it through to the round of 16. So one of the, the, bit, the heavy hitters uh, leading into this year's World Cup, um, they could be out after... This, this second half. Is this the biggest group match of the World Cup so far? It'd have to it'd be, have to it'd be have close. It'd have to be right up there. It'd have to be right up there. And we um, we saw Costa Rica in the same group just beat Japan. I think they had like 20% of the possession and had one shot on target. And that was the one that went through. They were under the pump all game and scored uh, 1-0. So a Japanese keeper would be, that'd be, be a welfare check. They'd be spewing. So uh, if... If Germany do win, all teams in that group will be on three points. You, you would have done this with Hazy, but um, he's not here anymore. So uh, who's your tip for the World Cup? <laughs> I tipped Brazil at the start of the, the tournament. Did you? Yeah. Right. Neymar's injury with his ankle is going to hinder things a little bit, but Bowl Report to be back for, for the round of 16 if they get through, which they should. Um, who's the smoky? I think I had Spain. I think. On one of my um, track shows, I might have done the old Spain, England, taken a few like bets on Betfair at like the overs to then trade out later. Uh, the Netherlands was my smoky and uh, a team who I thought would go would go deep into this tournament with uh, with their defence. Big Virgil Van Dijk, the uh, the Liverpool Rock of Gibraltar. So they were my smokies. We need um, we need your World Cup tips. We want. Uh, your thoughts on doing some uh, weird appearances. This, I think this is going to be the, the scene. This is the advice we've got to give these young guys and go, if you get asked to dress this, I'm going to tell 
Max Michelotti. I'm going to say Bryce Gibbs at the peak of his career has played 150 games and was flying, and you dressed up as Batman. These boys will nearly fall over. Well, you know what you need? I'm going to tell them, you need the brief in writing. Because I was never told about the dress-up part. They said, this is what you need <laughs> you to do. You just got straight in. So I was like, yeah, I'll we'll interview a couple of people for an hour. That'd be fine. But they left that out. And I reckon they left it out on purpose. Because I reckon if I'd have known, I would have scunned the boys and be like, no, nah, I'm not not doing this gig for, for 20 tickets. I don't know what's I don't know what's funnier. That, that song you did with Tommy Thumb or, the, <laughs> or you dressing up as Batman. I did see that little skit with Tommy... Was... Big Tommy Lyon, uh, he, yeah, he's uh, he's got a quirky mind, Tommy. And when he asked to uh, to do it, I was happy to I was happy to help him out. But you're right, yeah, didn't, didn't lo- know what I was getting myself. I love in that for. sort of stuff. <laughs> I love that stuff. Uh, we're going to talk more World Cup on the other side of this. Don't forget, after seven thirty, we've got some young SA talent. Have we got uh, we got a caller on the line. Annie's on the line. Good morning, Annie. Good morning, morning, Jeffy. Morning, Annie. Hey, how good were those striker girls, eh? We're, well, we're about to get to that. Absolutely superb. And um, we've got some highlights we're going to play, but it's always good to bring some silverware back home to the city of churches. Oh, it was just absolutely fabulous. I thought, I, I definitely thought the, the score we put on the board, I wasn't quite sure um, if it was going to be enough. Sort of thought they needed, you know... 160 plus, um, but our bowlers, oh my gosh, young Darcy Brown, who's kind of a bit of a local for me. I know her, her um, mum and dad from Kapunda, so just to see her go about her business was just um, incredible. So well done, girls. Um, you made the state proud. Is she a Barossa girl from Tanunda, you said? No, from Kapunda. Oh, from Kapunda. Well, still a Barossa girl, just the, the wrong under. Uh, absolutely right, Miles. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's just, uh, I saw a photo on, um, I think it was on the Strikers page, actually, of a, of her sitting with the cup um, on her knee with her mum and dad. So uh, I don't personally know her. I know her dad, but um, it was just fabulous. It was it was really good. Those The bowling attack was just, Incredible, and a bit of redemption from uh, last year. They obviously just fell short in the grand final, and then uh, twelve months later, it was fantastic to see the girls uh, finally lift the trophy. Yeah, it was ripping. Hey, Eddie, what was the go with them starting their innings a little bit late? They wanted the sun to go down. Is that right? Yeah, I um, I don't know all the rules and and stuff like that, but I I would have thought, well, that's just tough luck. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I'm not really sure exactly um, what it was all about, but it definitely had something to do with the sun. Um, maybe that put them off a bit. I don't know, but our girls are just absolutely amazing. And I appreciate the call in the running for the Signet Power Bank. Well, I'm sure we're going to be chatting to you over the next three weeks and looking forward to it. Yep, no worries. I'll be there. <laughs> Annie uh, calling in is one of the. Well, absolute regulars, and we love her to bits. Hey, I'm already running late here. 6.29. Of The bosses have just tried to text me in the break, and they said, mate, we've given you a crack at this morning stuff. Don't stuff it up. Uh, like we said, big show still coming up. We've gone 6.30, and like we mentioned, 18 degrees today, the forecast back in a moment. 
Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire power, save during the big holiday sale on now. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. Welcome back. 6.35, Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs with you. All thanks to Weeks Homes Discover, a better way to build Weeks Homes Discover different. A few off the text, 04. 27154166. Camo chimed in. Guys, do you think there'll be a fixture for next year before Christmas? Why the wait? No chance. No, no, no. They'd save it for money, wouldn't they? And then they'd try to line them up. The only one we know is what Richmond Carlton round one. Yeah, well, we love, we know the AFL love being in the headlines. So obviously now it's all about the draft and this will last for the next couple of weeks, have a little bit of a spell over Christmas. And then as they do, they'll just drip feed. Some, some of the big rounds, the special rounds uh, over another couple of weeks. And then finally, they'll, uh, they'll pick a time in the, in the calendar where it's going to be quiet in terms of talking about the AFL game and then uh, release it to create the chatter again. They're really good at remaining relevant and staying relevant. And speaking of which, like we said, the boss chimed in and I hadn't gone to the news yet. 6.36 forecast of close enough to 20 degrees today, all thanks to the Signet Boost Power Bank, valued at 59.95. The Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet and earbuds powered. Send us a text. We'll be back in a moment. Montan Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire power. Save during the big holiday sale on now. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. Welcome back. 6.40, good morning to you if you're joining us for the first time. SNSA Summer Breakfast, Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs. Live from Studio Lumo, One King William. Thanks to Team Ford Mount Barker for the V6 Ranger. Gibbsy, it's time for our sports update. We've touched on a few, but we need to get stuck into them. And we're going to start with Cameron Smith, a three-time Australian PGA champion after surviving a mid-round scare and two inclement weather delays on a stormy Sunday at Royal Queensland. And, well, he was a star bill at the event, the world number three and proud Queenslander. Lived up to the hype to finish it at 14 under. His final round of three under 68 included four birdies and a bogey on the par three 11th. Dropped him back with uh, Shriven at, a, at who was at 67 and hit Sawane at 65. However, the British Open champion then lifted with successive birdies on 12 and 13 to re-establish his dominance. He was in well, well in control for, for most of the day. He got a little bit nervy towards uh, the middle round, or middle part of his round, and I thought, oh, he might be tightening up here, but uh, as all good players do... Steady the ship. Speaking of tightening up, didn't someone had a hundred and forty odd thousand or something or a hundred thousand on him, didn't they? At a dollar forty five. Yeah. Dollar oh. forty five. You reckon tighten up? Jeez, you sphinx <laughs> you sphinx there would be, <laughs> be Pucker, Pucker, Pucker. Uh right. What have you got? Uh so an injured Raymond Reefer and a gritty Josh De Silva have combined to help the West Indies fight out a draw in the pink ball tour match against the Prime Minister's 11 at Manuka Oval, chasing 309 for victory after the PM's 11 sporting declaration at four for 221. On late day three, the tourists shut up shop at the fall of the eighth wicket with eight overs to go, finishing on eight for 277. De Silva, 52 not out, started aggressively before putting up the shutters in the last hour, while Reefer remained unbeaten off 26 scoreless balls. The West Indies have headed to uh, 
the West Indies have headed to Perth ahead of the first test match against Australia on Wednesday. Listen to every ball on SEN SA. Coverage starts from 11.30, anchored by Jared Waitley. Do you reckon they, uh, Reefer just went for the drug test straight after? <laughs> he went. <laughs> I reckon Wada came in and just said so to Reefer. What's going on here? <laughs> Come on, mate. It's uh, Pit- piddle in this place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just he looks asleep out there. Yeah, he did look asleep. But um, oh, they, they'll take a bit of confidence out of the West Indies. So I reckon. Do you, do you think just, there just, any just fighting, fighting a little bit to to get the draw? Sometimes you just need to do that. They any chance against us? Nope. Wouldn't have thought. Wouldn't have thought. You're gonna go? Nope. You don't want to slide out the back with me? We'll just. Maybe just slide out the members there, have a couple of jugs of Pims or something. Oh, oh yeah. uh, no, actually, you want I've just perked up. Yeah, that. have you? As soon as I said <laughs> Pims, he's in. Uh, the Kookaburras ensured Eddie Ockenden's record-breaking 400th international appearance matched the magnitude of the occasion as the world's number one ranked team defeated India 7-4 at Mate Stadium in Adelaide. The win gave Australia a 2-0 lead in the five-match test, uh, test series which continues in Adelaide on Wednesday. Ockenden became the first Australian to reach a remarkable milestone as he ran out with the Kookaburras in front of family, friends and former teammates for the 400th time in a career that began 16 years ago. The 35-year-old is the seventh hockey player in history to play 400 internationals. And I was, believe it or not, mate, that's, that was my sport of choice until I was 19. Hockey? Yeah, I played uh, state level for many years, Townsville and Cairns, and a few of those boys that ended up playing for Australia um, used to play in some of those tournaments. It's it is to you've got to be fit to play. Yeah, it looks brutal. And to play four hundred for Eddie Ockenden to to do that at thirty five. I mean, no one no one runs beeps or shuttles like those hockey players do. They are elite. Yeah, well, that's the, the, the game, isn't it? Short, sharp bursts, and it's uh, it, it looks it looks brutal to watch. I spent half my life at that Pines. So we used to be called the Pines, now Mate Stadium. Great clients of ours there seeing in Mate Internet too. Yeah, sure, go. it's Mate Internet. Doesn't stand for anything else, does it? It's Mate Internet, Jase. Now we'll give him a plug anyway. Uh, was... <laughs> well, good on uh, Eddie Ockman. That's uh, obviously a, a huge milestone. Uh, some tennis now. Australia have gone down to Davis Cup final overnight to Canada 2 0. Tanasi Kokonakis was blown off the court by Dennis Shapovalov. I think I got that right. Ha, hang on. Go Sorry, go again. Nah, I got, yeah. I got it right. Four six in the first match of the tie. That meant he was left to Alex Dimonor to square the ledger and take out the tie into the doubles despite his trademark grit. He was no match for world number six, Felix. Here's another one for you, Miles. Agua Alasimi. Oh, here we go. The, the Canadians. Alasami. Alasami. Yep. The Canadians' booming serve was too good for Dimonor, who went down 3 6, 4 6. It's Canada's first ever Davis Cup win, making them the 16th nation to lift the trophy. Mate, we can't lose to Canada. Speaking yeah, it's of Reefer, <laughs> it's Canadians. Yeah. But we can't lose to Canada. Well, That's bad. They've made us look pretty silly, haven't they? It's, where's tennis at in this country? Kokonakis, Demonor, Kyrgios. That's really it, isn't it? There's not much outside of that. Oh, what about Big Bernard? Where, where is Bernard oh, these no. days? He, went, he was playing. He won like a few games straight in America in like the sort of. So he's still playing. He yeah, hasn't yeah. retired. He hasn't. Well, he tried to. Up. It's Bernard Tomic and, and Kyrgios is like the call outs between um, Andrew Tate and Jake Paul. You know, they're trying to like call each other out to. <laughs> Tomic is only calling Kyrgios out to try and make a quid. Kyrgios is. So he's more interested in the, the theatre side of things than actually just 
putting his head down and uh, swinging all, the racket. They're all rat bags, in my opinion. Um, the Wallabies salvaged their tour of Europe with a come-from-behind victory over Wales in their final match. Australia mounted a miraculous comeback after trailing by 21 points with 22 minutes to play to pull off a memorable 39-34 victory on Sunday morning. And the Wallabies went into the clash as the walking wounded, missing key players, including Michael Hooper and fly half Bernard Foley, but never gave up the hunt. Two tries by Australia's 22-year-old um, winger and superstar, man of the match. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yes. Righto. So I don't pre-read these because I reckon your first crack's your best crack. Mark, now a Kwanawasi. <laughs> Sparked the comeback, which was finished off by Lockie Lonigan, who scored the winner, then created the match-winning turnover at the final whistle. How did I go there? I reckon I – did I get it? Your first go is your best go. Your first go is your best go, Gibbsy. Just, you just really got to back yourself. It's in, like yeah. pulling into traffic. Just find the gap, commit, because if you hesitate, you get stuck halfway <laughs> and someone will toot you. Two, won't you? Um, I'm really happy with myself there. And that is the sports <laughs> update. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances this Christmas. Speaking of which, we made a joke earlier. This <laughs> yes. is yeah, this is no word of a lie. We made a joke earlier about fragrances from Chemist Warehouse. They kindly sent us a box here. And would you believe it? No word. We're going to put it up on the socials. It's actually the VB. It's a VB <laughs> fragrance box. That is no... In a, in a, it looks like a lawn bowls bag. It's come in a uh, carton shape box, which you'd have a few stubbies in. <laughs> <laughs> the old hand grenades. Did you ever? Did you ever play or get sucked into Goon of Fortune? Do you know where you put the goon bag on the hill hoist and spun it around? Did you ever play that? <laughs> I never played that. You never played Goon of Fortune. No, no I didn't. I was sorry. I didn't do that when you. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Well, Goon of Fortune was one of the great games. Um, where you tied the goon bag to the hills hoist and you spun it as you all stood what's a, around. What's a hills hoist? A clothesline? Yeah. You don't know what a hills hoist I've is. I've never heard it being called a hills hoist. That's what it is. What's well, a clothesline? <laughs> but it's it's the type of clothesline. The it's one... the, the only one that spins is a hills hoist. Righto. <laughs> really? Well, we, I mean, I, we had one as kids growing up. Yeah, that's a hills hoist. Okay. So well, you... I just called it a clothesline. Yeah, no, but if I said clothesline and you spun it, everyone would say mine swings out from a back fence. I would have understood what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you tie the goon bag on and then you used to spin the 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 washing line around and wherever the goon bag landed, you had to drink out <laughs> of it, right? Take a swig. But then what you'd, you'd have a have like you'd throw a curveball in there, and what you do is you duct tape warm VB stubbies in between. <laughs> So when you had Goon of Fortune, you got the hand grenade in between. So if you got stuck with the warm hand grenade, <laughs> you had to finish the... The, the, oh, oh, the things you used to do, eh? Yeah, well, look, I grew up in the country. We did things a bit different out there to entertain ourselves. Six-pack of beer and a bug zapper was our form of entertainment. Just living. Goon sacks and hand grenades. Green hand grenades. <laughs> yes. hey, uh, now, looks like there's been a goal. Spain. Espanol. What do you think the commentators are doing right now in the... Go, 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 go. <laughs> yeah. In the streets of Spain, this means Germany, because Germany had to win to stay alive. Pretty much. So they're going to be... Uh, they're out. They're pretty much going to be out, the Germans, which is uh, huge news. Does they carry on, don't they? Here he's, we go. So we're seeing a replay. Talk us through it. You'd know all the players. So he's come out to the... Oh, it looked like it might have been offside. No, he's played him onside. So the, the left wing... Oh, just a deflection yeah. too. So they go up 1-0. Speaking of which, did you see the, on the news before the, the violence in Belgium when they've lost to Morocco? They've gone and rioted. They, uh, 
the European countries and their supporters take these things very seriously. Yeah, unbelievable. Hey, send us a text, 0427154166. If you're up watching uh, the football, being the World Cup, I'll say that properly for the diehards because they'd call it football. 0427154166. Best text, best caller. They get the Signet Power Bank, uh, of course, thanks to Signet. It is 6.50. Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs, summer breakfast back in a moment. Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire power saved during the big holiday sale on now. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever I'm looking at you. I'm better well, welcome back. 6.56, Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs with you. I used to say right around the country on SEN track, right around the state. You might be in the state. Hey, why are you going with that? With uh, obviously different text numbers, different call numbers... 0427 154 136 736 736 on we should run a similar ring to it we'll run a um well the track number and my mobile number both start with the same five digits yeah right so do you know how many times i'd go to book a table at a restaurant (laughs) or somewhere and i'd give them 0499 (laughs) and they'd be like uh we tried to ring it and it was sen track and other people were trying to ring Poor Damo Watson, Saturday night trackside. Trying to get through and put a couple of tips through. A few off the text um, as we do it all today, thanks to, well, the number one in Morn team, of course. And speaking of which, speaking of which, great to have the, the man himself text in. He said, great to have the number one in the business back on breakfast, but can we turn Miles down a bit from DT? What, am I too loud, buddy? Am I always like that? You're just excited, Miles. I, well, I get You're just pumped. up and about. I, I'm always up and about. Aren't you? I'm always up and about. What's wrong with that? No, nothing. It's a tear. What I love it. It's I do love it. I do love it. It's always hard to be up and about as much as you can. We're live from SNSA's studio, Lumo One King William, of course, and all thanks to Morn Team Ford Mount Barker for the V6 Ranger. I'm enjoying my Everest, courtesy of Morn Team. Too good car, Fords. Do you have a Ford? No, I don't. What are we putting an order in for? DT will be listening in. We're, when this just takes off, we. The Kia Sportage, you'll be a Kia Sportage type uh, operator. You can pass on my number to the, to the great DT. Yeah, we, can, uh, we can catch up. I think we might be due for a long lunch or something with the great man. Don't mind that. A um, couple of others off the text. Milo, being an 88 lad, I was 100% on the Guna Fortune. Uh, and also Gibbsy's favourite, the Snorkel. I do wonder what the Roach's go-to was. <laughs> we can ask him. Roach is probably around when they invented the Hills Hoist. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's not listening in. <laughs> He'll clip we me are going to chat to him in the next half an hour, so uh, we might put it to him, see what he's got for us. He might come up with something we've never heard of. What? What are? What? So one thing I don't have any notes for Roach because you don't need them because you just go Roach. What do you? Where do you want to go? And then it's wait, wait, and then we're going that way. I feel like it'll be a uh, a World Cup theme today with all that's happened and the and the Socceroos getting it done uh, last night. Um, I reckon it's got that sort of flavour to it this week. It's. It, I know we beat Tunisia. It's a big deal we're already in the World Cup. I understand that. But are we any chance? Are you on the train? I was always on the train. No doubt about that. And we are certainly a live chance. There's, well, should we, this, this can happen. Should we make that? We're meant to make one a poll, maybe. Let's do it. Can we actually get through that? Like, do you genuinely believe we're going to get through past the group stages? Do you believe that? Do you believe we will? Well, that's I, I do. You hope or you believe we no, will? Well, it depends how they go about it. We're obviously playing. We're playing Denmark, who are an unbelievable side, 
And what helped us get the win over Tunisia is that we actually attacked. We didn't just sit back like a lot of the countries do and just hope to get one one goal off off the counter attack. So I think we we need to attack them. Here is what happened in the Socceroos v Tunisia. Goodwin gets a crossing, takes a deflection, and it's Scored! on target. Get out. Mitch Duke gets his head onto it for Australia. Craig Goodwin had a look up. He saw the cross, took a touch, played it in, had a slight deflection, and Mitch Duke, Australia's Duke, nods it home. Moy, three games for the Aussies. Matthew Leckie, just a bit flat-footed, but gets on the end of it now. Tries to split the gap in midfield and follows up nicely with a challenge to keep possession with Australia. Now Irvine going forward. He's got Goodwin to his left. Duke's in the middle. Goodwin through and past the goalkeeper. No one on the end of it for Australia. Dashing away is Keshrida for Tunisia. From right back to the edge of the box, Keshrida trying to challenge him. Someone clear the ball. It's Sleety. Someone. One way to the other. His shot is blocked and Australia clear their lines. Skiddy gets the cross in towards the back post. Matt Ryan is there and he's claimed it in the air. It's a huge take. Matt Ryan threw himself at that. Body fully outstretched overheads and takes the claim. All eyes on the referee to blow the whistle. Mate, do us a favour. Put Paolo out of his misery. Matt Ryan. Has to be. We'll clear it away. There it is. And there it is. The task was laid out for them. And Australia barely, by the skin of their collective teeth, up to the task. In the words of the great Ian Smith, by the barest of margins. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, it was fantastic. Um, Leckie Goodwin, our, our boy, our SA boy, Craig Goodwin, uh, electric again. And, geez, we were good in defence. Um, well, that's what we are anyway. Harry we? Shooter and, uh, and Matty Ryan just were rocks. Harry Shooter's in defence, is he? Yeah, he that is. That doesn't make any sense. Centre-back. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Shooter should be up forward. We, we do it the other way around here. Do you reckon they call him McGavin? <laughs> Shooter McGavin? Yeah, yeah You forgot your 9 iron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just may. What do you say? <laughs> we eat some hay. Go down by the bay. What do you say? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> straightening up here. We, we just have to draw, Milo. Yep. We don't actually have to beat the Danish. We just have to draw and... France should take care of Tunisia, and that will see us get through to the, the round of 16 for the first time ever. Our Twitter poll is up. Do you believe the Socceroos will get through the group stages of the World Cup? We've got three options. Yes, oi, oi, oi. Goodbye, you, Jace. That's a 0% and nope, Denmark wins. So the Twitter poll is up. You can go to SCNSA on Twitter and vote there. Don't forget you can text us in 0427154166 or give us a call. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. One other one I want to do. I want to play this out to the news. Is I want to play the Adelaide Strikers, the WBBL, the final ball, and the Adelaide women have taken home the BBL, WBBL, should I say, in fine fashion. It's news time. Back in a moment. It's a clean strike again. It'll fall in the hands. Juggle, juggle, juggle. It doesn't matter because the Strikers have won their very first title in the WBBL. It was nerve-wracking all the way through. They've been knocking on the door for so many years. They beat the Brisbane Heat in the Challenger, and now they've beaten the Sixers in the final. At Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire power, saved during the big holiday sale on now. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. Good morning, 7.05am. 
Live on SNSA, it's a summer breakfast, Miles. Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs with you live from SNSA Studio Lumo. And all thanks to Mourn Team Ford, Mount Barker and the V6 Ranger. Gibbsy, good morning to you. Those joining us for the first time. Um, interesting. World Cup, Spain playing Germany. And that's going to lead us straight into our FIFA World Cup update brought to you by Kraken. Trusted by 9 million crypto customers worldwide. Kraken.com. Now, the broadcast sponsor of SEN's coverage of the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022. Spain leading Germany. If Germany can't win, they're out, aren't they? Yeah, they're done. They're dust, Milo. If, it's uh, over. If they can't win. They, they just had a shot not too long ago, which was saved by uh, Spain's goalkeeper. So they're, they're leaving it all out there. But if uh, it's either they need to draw or well, they need to win. But uh, if not, it's uh, it's end of World Cup for Germany, who are a heavy hitter leading into uh, to this World Cup. It's not uh, all over for Australia, though, because uh, they're in a good position to qualify for the knockout stage with a 1-0 win over Tunisia on Saturday night Australian time. United skipper Craig Goodwood made a blistering run down the left wing in the 22nd minute of the first half, took a deflection from a defender's boot before finding the header striker Mitch Duke, and he's juked it. Ukuli nodded the ball home in the bottom corner of the net to give the Aussies the lead. So, Tunisia fought back a little bit, but we are in a very, very good position at the moment, Gibbsy. Well, that's all we can do, and like some of some of the the guys' efforts was was unbelievable. We we touched on Lecky and, and our man uh, Craig Goodwin, who who have both played really well in our in our two games so far. Uh, Harry Shooter, Matt Ryan were, were absolutely enormous in defence for us in this game, and uh, Matt Ryan just made save after save after save. So. Look, it's uh, it's been a pretty good uh, World Cup campaign for us so far, and you're spot on. We are still alive to make the the round of 16 for the first time in our history, and we actually don't need to win. A draw will get us through, uh, given France knock off Tunisia, which we expect they would. So a draw would would see us uh, get through. Unbelievable scenes if we get through. There'll be. Do you remember 2006? Oh, how can I not? It's. I, I remember watching when we lost to Italy. I was at the Stag Hotel on the end of Rundle Street at like three o'clock in the morning, and then the the streets were in pandemonium, like the flares and everything when Italy beat us. But I remember that. Geez, everyone got around it then, didn't they? Johnny I mean, Johnny Aloisi, John, with a shirt off. Shirt off. I always had my shirt off running around the lounge room. I reckon from memory. <laughs> yeah, well, you're probably still at schoolies, two thousand and six, <laughs> weren't you? I probably was. Draft actually. year. You would have just been drafted. <laughs> hey. Um, Speaking of which, um, big show coming up. I just want some uh, uh, with some young potential draftees, but I want your uh, a few scores though also in the World Cup if we can, because there's been a few other games, and the one that was really surprising was Morocco giving Belgium a touch up, and they've now um, turned on a riot in the streets of Belgium. They are not happy. Yeah, well, it's come off the back of Kevin De Bruyne, the arguably the best player in the world as it sits. Belgium midfielder come out and said pre-game that uh, Belgium can't win the World Cup because they're too old. And uh, I reckon it's rubbed the wrong way. He rubbed his teammates up the wrong way because they've come out and put uh, a pretty average performance against Morocco who have won 2-0. And we've just seen riots in Belgium, uh, in Brussels off the back of that. Uh, Costa Rica have upset Japan. Uh, I think they had one shot on goal, one shot at goal for, for a goal. Two times um, in the box, our young man Benny Palmer was telling in, us. Two times in the box and have scored. So that's what happens in uh, in the world game. Um, and Croatia have just uh, given Canada a nice licking as well, winning 4-1. So 
Uh, we continue to see upsets in this World Cup. That's it happens every year. Big uh, big nations going down to to smaller nations. So um, there's plenty of uh, plenty of ups and downs still to come, no doubt, Milo. Uh, that's it. Like a leading keeper with Kraken, your crypto's in good hands. Kraken.com, and they are the broadcast sponsor of SEN's coverage of the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022. If you're just joining us for the first time, 10 past 7, forecast today around 20 degrees. I think about a top of 18, but it might be a, bit, a little bit hotter than that in the sun. Uh, big show coming up, Antonius Cleveland after 8. We've got Adam Dolia, Harry Barnett, Max McElhaney after 7.30, as well as Billy Dowling on the phone. And Jack Watts, former number one draft pick, Michelangelo Rucci, still to join us. We're just jam-packed full of talent for our first one, Gibbsy. We certainly are. And happy draft day to everyone. And, and good luck to, to all boys looking to get picked up in tonight's draft. And especially uh, our South Australian talent. And, and we're going to have a few of them in the studio to talk how they're feeling, how, uh, how the last couple of days are. Uh, uh, have been in the build-up to the draft. It's obviously uh, been a, a boyhood dream for a lot of these, a lot of these guys for many years, and um, really looking forward to getting their insight on on how they're feeling and and if they've talking, if they've spoken to a lot of clubs and especially the Crows and Port, uh, and if they're a chance to get picked up. Yeah, it's staying here. it's I, I'm I never like asking the boys, you know, the generic stuff. Like as in, you can, you know, oh. Are you going to be happy to move in the state? And the boys are going to say, "Yeah, we'll just be happy to take be taken anywhere," you know. And they're standard, but it's more about I think how they're feeling and handling it because I know that everyone's all, they're going to say, "Oh, look, I'm totally fine," but gee, they'd be nervous. You'd be edgy. Oh, absolutely. They've this is the biggest moment in their in their short football career so far. All the training, all the games they've done, um, all, all the extra hours putting in the work. It, it comes down to to tonight and tomorrow and to see if they get, they get picked up. And, and don't get me wrong, if some of these, these, these boys don't get drafted, it's not the end of the world. And we, we do see guys not get picked up, still go work away, work extremely hard and get picked up as a more mature age player. But, um, yeah, there's going to be some, some certainly some nervous energy in their land rooms tonight. I bet there will be. Uh, let's have a crack at the footy shorts. We've got a couple of these out before we have Roots on the other side of the break. There is a pig at full forward. There's a pig. Stevie Mobler, what a time! Oh! Oh, he is floating on air now. Silent. I'm going to miss Anthony Hudson on our station. Wasn't he the best? He's a good operator, wasn't he? He's as good in the big moment as there ever was, I think. No, I see it, but I don't believe it. Yeah, yep. The miracle on grass, the 13. He's just got a host of them. He's the man for the big occasions, he's, and uh, well, he's going to be missed. Yeah, as well, you said. not anymore. There's a job opening there, Hutch. Any time. Hey, uh, Melbourne have won an historic AFLW premiership yesterday, beating Brisbane by four points in a pressure-filled granny at Brisbane's Brighton Homes Arena. Low-scoring clash saw the Demons recover from conceding the first two goals of the game uh, to win two seven two three. So they're two goals down, kick two, and then win. It's Melbourne's first AFL-W uh, premiership and could be the final match in the career of skipper Daisy Pearce, who spoke to Fox Footy post-game. And this is the interesting one that I want to play and get your thoughts very quickly on this. To do it here today, you know, to, to have to come up here to Brisbane um, and, and wear the disappointment of that. It lasted about a nanosecond amongst this group. It was like, we don't care where we're playing. We're playing in a grand final and we're going up there to win it. They invited the wrong 
strong team to their house morning. Love that from you. And this is what you've been chasing, Daisy. You've been a pioneer of the game for, for so long, but you've now reached the summit. Is there that will to keep climbing? Oh, I'm not thinking any further ahead than right now. Like, don't make me even think about it and rob me of these moments. I'm just um, so, so proud of this team. You know, like, I felt uncomfortable the whole time, the narrative about it about being about me. Like, I feel like that's a glorified thing that happens outside of these four walls. We don't have the best facility in the comp. We're a bit off-Broadway. Like, we're, we're not the most out-there popular team and we don't have all the bells and whistles. We don't give away cars to players that come to us. But we've got the best coach in the competition who will make you a good footballer. Little drive-by. Little uh, Daisy drive-by drive in sure. the not-giving-away car. Yeah. Wonder what she means by that. Yeah, anyway. Giving away cars in the AFLW. If they're coming, they should come from Morn Team anyway. Hello, DT. Um, what else have we got? Well, AFL draft. We're seeing some of these boys start to roll in now. But what else have you got in your footy shorts, Gibbsy? So this is uh, Melbourne have had a tradition of doing this in in previous drafts. So Melbourne have launched a huge bid to move into the top five of Monday night's AFL draft, offering three first round picks as a part of a deal for Essendon's pick four. The prize selection will become five once the expected bid for Will Ashcroft is made at the top of the order as viewed as the flex point of the draft. With Ashcroft to Brisbane via the father-son uh, and Aaron Cadman, we assume, will go to GWS with pick one. George Warlaw and Harry Sheasel to North Melbourne as viewed near certainties to, to sew up the top four. So Essendon holds interest with Matthias Philippou and Elijah Sardis could be convinced to trade down in order to grow their draft hand overall. The AFL media reported the Demons had offered pick 13 plus two first-round picks tied to Melbourne and Fremantle in exchange for Essendon's pick four and 22. Yeah, they're making a, having a go at it, aren't they? Um, well, they've had so much reward by doing this in the past. I think it, it might have even started back. They traded down to get um, Clayton Oliver was the first one. and Clary. And have done it... Uh, a few years post that as well to get to get the 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 boys that they they've targeted and want in. Yeah, well, I think when you're sort of half in the window, you've got to try to get as high to the top as you possibly can. Just in local news, Adelaide defender Andrew McPherson faces a delayed start to pre-season after undergoing knee surgery. McPherson was delisted by the Crows earlier this month, but the club is committed to reselecting him in the NAB rookie draft next week. The 23-year-old felt discomfort in his knee, underwent an arthroscopy and having been recovering from a posterior cruciate injury that ended his season in July. And that is our footy shorts, thanks to Weeks Homes. Discover a better way to wheel, build, wield. <laughs> Discover a better way to wield, to build Weeks Homes. Discover different. It's nice and early. Haven't made too many blues yet. The one thing I want to talk about, you're talking about Harry Sheasel. We, we spoke earlier about doing cringy stuff. Now, we know that Cal Toomey and Riley Beveridge are some of the best in the business, right? At the... the the draft and going through the youngsters. Jace has found some audio here of these guys put together a draft song. I'm not going to play all of it, but you want to hear something that is just rock bottom that bad that you can't not hear it? I reckon they're waking up this morning going, Ooh, Why did, did we, we do, we that? Just do that? This is a song they did. But it, true. A, a genuine actually happened. <laughs> this is a song they did about the draft. I'm not going to play all of it, but here's a little snippet. I don't mind seeing Cadman at one. Wardlaw, Sardis and the father's son. Look for the half forward with all the gold. I can't listen to any more of that. Is that 
that would be up there with you dressing as Batman at the movie no, premiere. No, 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 that's got me cut. That's that, that's, that that's, is, that's, that's number one. They are respected <laughs> AFL journos that are, and and talk about young. That is that's rock bottom. No, that's a miss from mine. That oh, miss. <laughs> that's they didn't even get to have a shot. That's that's <laughs> you're not even there. That's oh. rolling up to a game and and in you know a singlet and a, and a pair of shorts and not having boots or socks. <laughs> Couldn't miss by any further. Oh, hey, uh, Roots to join us very shortly. We'll love chatting to Roots on a uh, on a Monday morning. But just quickly, hey, Bryce, check the stats. I think you'll find Australia have made it past the group stages. Previously reckon they lost to Italy from the Gold Coast Crow. Yeah, I reckon they have. Um, and the Italy game was round 16 of a match, the Gold Coast Crow. Did they lose a round of 16 in 2006 to Italy? Uh, I thought they got through, didn't they? Must I think, actually, yeah, I didn't have that in my notes here, but uh, I apologise. It was 2006. They uh, they got through the they, the round of 16. That was it. Yeah, the round of 16, they, they lost to Italy. Correct. Yeah, that's right. Um, well, let's uh, jump to a break this morning. And then on the other side of this, Michelangelo Rucci. As some of the boys start to roll in, roll in as we chat to the youngsters that potentially go... The, uh, this afternoon and or tomorrow in this uh, coming AFL draft. Also, thanks to Cigna to Boost Power Bank, valued at fifty nine ninety five. And Weeks Homes discover a better way to build. He stood me up, Bryce. Maybe he's uh, been watching up, up late watching the World Cup. He's, well, uh, he's slept in. Speaking of which, Germany have scored. Now, how long to go here? Or have they just called I it? I think it's, that's it. It's, that's it? Has it just ended? Uh, oh, they look yeah, like there's cameras on and it's ended. So... Germany scored late. They will be removed now. They won't make the group oh, of 16. I think, I think that actually gives them a slight chance. Didn't they have so, to win? So they've scored in the 83rd minute, the Germans, to keep their World Cup hopes alive slightly, I reckon, because uh, Japan got knocked off. So that gives them a point. Yeah, they're still a live chance. Well, Roach would have joined us, um, thanks to Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Roach is probably in bed with a Balfour's in his hand right about now. Um, and uh, and Weeks Homes, discover a better way to build. Weeks Homes, discover different. Um, but uh, we can't get out of him, so he's not there. He uh, morning, Milo. Great to hear SA's finest on Brecky Radio. Great start to the day. And Bryce, of course, it's going to be a great summer of breakfast radio. Good on you, Brett, from the park. You're an absolute ripper. And... Um, Super proud of the Strikers' women. What a dream final win against the star-studded Sydney Sixers in Sydney for their first title. Congratulations and well done from Brett. Uh, yeah, that was a great win. Now, speaking of great, though, it's draft day for some and the boys are starting to roll in. Adam, Harry and Max, uh, all the boys are lined up out the back, all sitting there all together, nearly ready to go. They look like they're holding the nerves all right. There's a few uh, laughs and a few smiles out there at the moment. So uh, that's that's a good sign. Um, but, yeah, obviously a big day. A big couple of days for the boys. And they've uh, they've all had great years in, in the se- uh, sample for, uh, for Westies, uh, the Redlegs and the Eagles. So uh, looking forward to seeing how they're feeling and uh, what, what their expectations are over the next 24, 48 hours. Yeah, we've got... Uh, Adam, Harry and Max in studio. Then after that, we're going to have a chat to Jack Watts um, and talk to him about what it was like leading up with the nerves because he got taken pretty young, didn't he? He was still in... He, he actually... did. He played. He debuted while he was still in year 12, didn't he? Playing school footy. Oh, I'm not too I sure. I think he did. Queen's birthday. I think he was still... He was still at school. I think he got drafted in year 11. Jeez, imagine uh, playing in the Queen's birthday game and then rolling back into uh, into school. Oh, you'd be... You'd like be a rock star. 10 foot tall and bulletproof, oh, wouldn't you? Did they... They'd, 
They wouldn't have won that game. Oh, not, not at that time. <laughs> it's, you can pretty well be safe that any of those Demons games through that era, you could go, oh, no, they didn't win that. Well, we look forward to it as from a Carlton perspective because that was a game that was winnable for us. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't win too many games <laughs> you, back then either. You, you weren't that great as well. <laughs> Billy Dowling also to join us on the phone a little bit later. We are going to jump to a break. Come back on the other side, throw to the news, and then the boys... The SA Talent, we've lined them all up here for you on your Monday morning. It's 7.26, forecast today of 20 degrees. We'll be back right after this. Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tyre power, save during the big holiday sale on now. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. Well, welcome back. Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs with you. 7.32, SNSA's Studio Lumo. Thanks to Morn Team, of course, and Ty Power. Pick one with a big holiday sale now on. The boys are in studio. They're waiting. It's draft day. We've got Adam, Harry and Max are all in here. We're going to chat to them very, very shortly, straight after the news. If you've got a question for the boys, 0427 154 166. And the best question goes into running to win a Signet Power Bank boost valued at $59.95. And these boys will need a Signet Power Bank after their batteries get drained in the next couple of days? Because you'd never have more friends than you would the night before a draft, would you? No, and uh, watch their social media uh, explode too if uh, if they're lucky enough to get picked up. Uh, Insta-watch. Insta-watch. The it, numbers just climb quickly. Your DM watch too, I bet. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Let's go to the newsroom. We'll be back right after this. Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire power, save during the big holiday sale on now. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. Welcome back. Summer Breakfast, 1629 SNSA. We're live from SNSA's Studio Lumo, of course. Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs with you. And this segment, all thanks to Balfour's, the Balfour's in one hand. Your team's colours are in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Gibbsy, how good is this? We get to line up talent in the studio on draft day. And I speak of Max McElhaney, Harry Barnett and Adam D'Olia. Hey, boys, thanks for joining us. I want you to go... I got that wrong, didn't I, too? No. Yeah, DeLoyer. Yeah, DeLoyer. Yeah. Sorry, Adam. Hey, uh, boys, thanks for coming in this morning. Thanks oh, for having us. Yeah, yeah well, you're one of you. It's a bit awkward. We've got three of you on two mics. Um, gives you a treat for us. Uh, we'll start with you, um, Harry. Mate, um, nerves... The days are a bit odd. We were just talking off air about how sort of don't hear too much how they're trading picks and whatnot. Just tell us about um, the last couple of days for you and maybe the day, like even tonight and tomorrow, about what, what's sort of leading up or what you're going to be doing. Oh, <clears throat> wow. Voice break to start off. Yeah, like that. <laughs> um, unreal. Mate, um, Lucy this morning. Don't stress. <laughs> nah, uh, the last last couple of days have been a bit nerve-wracking and stuff. Like, um, you know, I was at a dinner and um, just the small talk and stuff, it's just always the same. Just how's footy, who have you spoken to? And it's honestly super frustrating. But, you know, you've got to get used to it because it's what you chose to do. And I'm, it's a really, really exciting time. So, yeah. So uh, Mike Sheen actually came out during the week and said you were one of the, the best ruckmen in this, in this draft class. Um, how have you found your year? You, I think you debuted against South Adelaide and went up against a, uh, a pretty good ruckman, season ruckman in Keegan Brooksby. So you certainly would have uh, learned a lot uh, in that game. Um, how would you find your year? Yeah, yeah, loved it. Um, loved every second, really. I mean, I was grateful for every opportunity I was given. And, um, yeah, to ruck against big kegs was pretty... Uh, I, I loved every second because obviously he, he's also a Mercedes boy. So I've looked up to him for a little while because he's one of the rare 
camels that make it to AFL level. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the ruck against him was a, definitely a big learning day. But, um, no, it was enjoyable, 100%. And obviously very good ruck craft, but your, your strengths are at, at ground level as well. You, you move around the ground. I think you ran a pretty good 2K uh, in the testing. So you got a good engine and, and your second and third efforts, you, uh, you pride yourself on, on that part of the game. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think um, I've always sort of tried to get around the ground and help out a bit, just like a um, extra midfielder sort of thing. Obviously, I'm never going to be uh, Adam Dwyer extra midfielder type stuff, but um, no, just if I can help out and link up in the link up uh, up forward and stuff, then yeah, definitely. I think I'm impacting well. Well, Sammy Jacobs used to call himself a tall mid. He never used to see himself as a ruckman. Source so as a tall mid. That's what he used to say. He goes, I'm not a ruckman. I'm, a, I'm just a tall mid. It's what he was ordering at the bar was a tall <laughs> mid, I reckon. Big source. Hey, uh, Adam, leadership roles in the under-18 side, mate. Everyone speaks about your character. You're quite a mild-mannered sort of bloke from what I've, I've already cocked your name up here and you didn't have too much of a problem with that anyway. But, mate, tell us about your week and tonight or tomorrow. And you, you've sort of been spoken about at the top end for a while. Have you handled that pressure okay? Yeah, um, it's been a pretty low-key couple of days. I've just been trying to keep my normal routine and that sort of stuff and uh, I'm not trying to think about the, the pressure and that side of it too much. Just, um, yeah, trying to stick to my everyday routine, I guess. Do, what's it like going through it with the guys that you play state and juniors and whatnot with? Um, what's it like talking in amongst the other boys? Do you ever have a conversation like, oh, did, did you know this guy from this club's a bit of a snoozer and I've you know, got a weird question from those cats? And is it good to sort of go through it like with a few blokes you consider your mates? Yeah, definitely. It's um, unreal to go through this experience with blokes that you consider good mates now and you've spent a fair, fair bit of footy with. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a good experience to, you know, talk to the boys about it and share that experience for sure. Uh, so talking to the recruiters and, and the clubs, uh, how did you find that process? Uh, was it daunting? Did they, oh. did they ask you a few curly questions that you, you found hard to answer? How was, uh, how was all that process? Um, yeah, I enjoyed the process a lot. Um, it's probably a bit daunting before you go in when you're sitting and waiting or that, but once you get in there, it's just like having a normal conversation and, uh, most recruiting teams aren't too bad. They, they mix in a couple of curly questions and that sort of stuff, but, uh, yeah, it's pretty relaxed overall. I'd say. Max, we'll move over to you, mate. You were at the Norwood Footy Club during a premiership year. Twig had him up and running. Hard to always break into sides like that. How have you found your year so far? Yeah, um, like the other boys, it was really enjoyable. Um, like Harry said, you know, I was extremely grateful for the opportunities that, you know, Twig gave me playing in senior footy this year. So, um, yeah, it was really good to see the boys win the Premiership this year and, yeah, really successful uh, year at the club. A few boys like Matty Nunn and a few of those sort of lads, they don't mind uh, playing up. You steer clear from them sort of post-game after a few matches? No, they were pretty good. They were pretty good. Obviously, they were really excited after a big, long year. Um and obviously they played really well in the grand final as well. So, um, yeah, thankfully they were all good grand final night, um, but I'm sure they enjoyed themselves. Now, you're a little bit different, uh, Maxie, to, to the other two boys. Uh, the Crows have committed to taking you under the father-son, so that's obviously very exciting. Um, was it a, an easy decision to, to accept and nominate the Crows to, uh, to stay here in Adelaide and, and play footy? Yeah, obviously, um, I grew up being a Crow supporter. I'm from Adelaide, um, so it was a no-brainer from my end. Um, you know, I've been dreaming ever since I was about five, you know, that I'd hopefully play for the Crows one day. So, um, yeah, there's still obviously a little bit to play out. I um, might not end up there, but if I do, I'd, you know, be extremely grateful and, yeah, look forward to it. And tell us about your game. You play a bit off the halfback, and I think the old man played in the back line as well. Are you, are you similar sort of player to your old man? Is he, does he give you plenty of tips and... 
uh, or are you a bit of a different player and uh, you give him tips on, uh, on, on, his, on what he used to dish up? Oh, well, he actually, he was a forward, um, so he gives me a bit of stick about him, me being a defender and him being a forward. But, um, yeah, obviously he's helped me out a lot um, throughout, I guess, my years growing up. Um, he was my juniors coach. Um, he coached me and my brothers for about five premierships in a row. So, um, yeah, it's definitely good to have him as a coach growing up. And, and yeah, he taught me a lot. Right, enough of the serious stuff. I'm out of that. I've seen some videos and whatnot during the week. Now, I'm not sure who it was, but someone said about that they got asked at some point during a thing to find a footy. Yeah. Was that, is that legit? Yeah. They literally told you, go and grab a footy, and you went, like, do I literally have to go and get a footy? Yeah, yeah. What do you um, mean? Well, a recruiter in, yeah, a, in an interview. In an interview, said you're on a Zoom or something. Were you? Is yeah, that right? Yeah, yeah. I was on a Zoom with Essendon, um, and yeah, I had a mate over at the time because he wanted to just listen in. And I'm like, oh, we'll be so chill. Like, you never really get any weird questions like they always talk about. And then yeah, I'm just on my laptop, and one of the older blokes is just like, oh, um, would you be able to find a footy in ten seconds? And I'm like, oh yeah, look, probably. And Should have said on the field, no worries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then yeah, they all start counting down from ten, and um, I've got this real long corridor with like. Car, like real loose carpet, so I had to sprint down that, and I reckon I stacked it like once or twice. <laughs> but um, no, nah, I found the footy in the end, and had to sprint back, and I think I just scraped in on the one second mark. But no, nah, it was a weird one. Can you imagine getting back on the Zoom call and going, "Hey boys, I've just done me hammy trying to yeah. trying to get get the footy." <laughs> hey, uh, do you boys get anything curly? Because it's all said and done now. The recruiting's done. You can't. There's been. It's a funny one. The people in the media always ask it, but there are some weird. Oh, I remember one of my mates told me before they got drafted, a recruiter said to them, you're not hungry, but there's a plate of food in front of you. Are you eating it? And he was like, I'm not sure how, like what that's got to do with anything, but did you guys get anything that you just found a little bit odd? You don't have to say where, just in case that someone is listening in, but did you get something that was just a little bit sort of out of the ordinary? Yeah, I had one that was a little bit odd, I suppose. Um, They asked me what superpower I'd have, and I said... (laughs) Obviously, I'd like to fly, and then they just went into you know real great detail about why I'd want to fly and why I want these things being invisible <laughs> or whatever. So yeah, that was a little bit odd. Did you get anything, AD? Yeah, I had a few odd ones. Um, but I didn't mind asking odd ones. The ones I don't like are when they're like, "Oh, whose spot in the team are you going to take when you get here?" and those sort of ones because you're just a bit. Um, you like to answer, yeah. and then does that sound arrogant or not arrogant or? Yeah, you're just a bit. Ha- how you going and those sort of ones, but yeah, there's a few odd ones in there. What about what about advice around guys? Who have you lent on anyone with with experience? We got a former number one here, but he had no pressure. This bloke, he found out two weeks before he rolled straight into a club, got to play straight away. Um, you never had any pressure in your entire career, did you? Uh, probably until I come back to the Crows. Vax <laughs> <laughs> is there. Hopefully, I've got a longer career than you at the Crows. He says. But have you guys got anyone that's been in the system or that's back at your sample clubs that has sort of said, "Oh, just maybe look out for this and try and do this or take it easy." Uh, yeah, out at the Bloods, uh, we had Hamish Hartlett all throughout the whole year. Um, Ripper. Yeah, he was unreal mentor. Um, just good, just because he um, was probably admittedly in his um, under eighteen year, like also like seeking out that um, you know like forums and stuff and like trying to get that um outside stuff and he really tried to help us with um tuning all that out and um really just trying to focus on what you can control have you boys got someone that you sort of look to for a bit of advice yeah out of the eagles i'm really lucky i've got um the menzel brothers um plenty of boys who have experienced uh at the top level and yeah they're really good and um just exper- giving their experience over to me so definitely grateful for that few at the leggies twig would have been probably pretty handy for you 
Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, he's really good. Um, and there's obviously a couple ex AFL players there as well. So um, yeah, I was really fortunate to you know share the change rooms with them. Um, and they said yeah, gave me a little bit of bit of advice, which I was grateful for. So uh, how will you spend the next couple of days, boys? Yeah, good question. This. It's, uh, what What are the plans? Obviously, schoolies is uh, going down at the moment. I know. Adam, you uh, you were school last year, so I've asked uh, him if he was going because I've said I'd <laughs> went a few years in a row. You wanted to head, you wanted yeah, to take yeah, yeah, I've, down I've, there. I've been a few. I'd, I'd go with him. So is it just, <laughs> no better time. <laughs> you've got a spare seat, lad. Just uh, low key with the family and friends. Uh, how are we all going to spend it tonight and tomorrow? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, pretty low key. I mean, um, all three of us graduated last year, so oh, we go. don't have the hustle and bustle of coming back from schoolies and then your life changing within about twelve hours. So. Um, yeah, no, nah, um, at least I can speak for myself. I'm taking it very chill. You know, just friends and family. Not even that many friends, just family, really, yeah. Yeah, definitely All similar for me. Um, yeah, just trying to keep it low-key, friends and family. Nothing too crazy. Yeah, obviously, yeah, I don't know which night I'm going to go, so it'd be a bit embarrassing I invited all the boys over and, you know, didn't get picked up. So, so you, it, yeah. you know what happens? It, it has happened before where the boys have done the old <laughs> get around here and, uh, and not going, so yeah. you've got to be careful. So you're all working. You all been working this year. Yeah. Yeah. So the boss, you've teed up the boss already. If uh, if you're lucky enough to get picked up in the next couple of days, they, they know that uh, you won't be uh, turning up for work in uh, in the next week. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. I said <laughs> He's happy with that. Wednesday last week. Yeah. So I've had a bit of time off now. But um, no, nah, probably not the greatest idea. Wish I was working this morning. Really, just like <laughs> trying to get my mind off it. Yeah. Well, sorry to bother you uh, this no, morning. No, 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 no. That's not really what I meant, but yeah, came out that way. Yeah. Um, what well, the boss would be asking for tickets, wouldn't they? We'd say, oh, it's all right, you guys don't have to work, but we'll take some tickets if you go. bit like that? Uh, yeah, no, I haven't got cop that yet. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, definitely teed up the boss and yeah, don't know. Yeah, I got myself out of work about three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been chilling around at home, yeah, itching for the drafts, really. One quick one. It's hard when you're not in the room because we've got to go to a break and we've got Bill Dowling's going to join us on the other side, who you boys would know, of course, who's a ripper. But if you had to pick one player outside of the three in this room, um, who you really like out of the, out of the SA boys? Um, yeah, I'm a bit biased because he's one of my best mates, but Kobe Ryan. Um, yep. Played league all year at Westies and, um, yeah, I think he's... Very deserving of a spot in our AFL list. You boys got one in mind that deserves a spot or that you'd like to see go? Uh, Jaden Magor's one that I think will go a bit higher than expected because he's definitely talented. Yep, Max, you got one? Yeah, I'd probably say Isaac Keeler. I feel like his roof's, you know, a lot higher than a lot of the other boys. So, yeah. Hey, lads, appreciate you coming in. We know it's a, it's a tough couple of days for you guys, but it's all part of it. Um, and embrace it. You only get it once, don't you, Bryce? Yeah, you do. Absolutely. And if you, what have you got some advice for him um, about the system or anything? You got any words of wisdom from you being a former number one? Uh, it's all pretty generic stuff. I suppose if, you, if you're lucky to get the opportunity, you obviously just want to earn the, the respect of your teammates. So you, no doubt you will. Uh, a lot of the young guys these days, Milo, go in with a really good attitude and, and train hard from the start. So just enjoy the experience. Everyone's journey is different and you all develop it at different stages. So uh, hope you all, all get the opportunity to, to live that boyhood dream. Well, I know one of you will certainly already. So. Yep. Best of luck, boys. Uh, go well and hopefully get you on and we'll chat uh, on some of the shows throughout next year. But thanks so much for coming in. Thank you very much. Thanks for having Thank us. You. Cheers. Uh, we've got to jump to a break. Thanks to Weeks Homes. Discover a better way to better... Oh, I can't do this. A better way to build. Not a better way to wield. A better way to build. We're going to be back on the other side of this. Billy Dowling, Jack Watts to join us soon. Tire Power. Save during the big holiday sale on now.
Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. Well, welcome back. Summer Breakfast live from SNSA's studio, Lumo. Thanks to Ty Power, pick one. Big holiday sale is now on. Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs with you. We continue on the path of the youngsters and the draft day. And who better to tattoo? We've just had the three boys here in studio in Harry, Max and Adam. But this is our man. We've had him the whole way through. He joins us on the phone. His name's Billy Dowling and he joins us. Hello, Bill. Yeah, Miles. Go, Gibbsy. How are you? Uh, well, how are you? More to the point. We've... we've We've tried to follow your journey and make it a bit of a map. We, we nicknamed, well, Hazy nicknamed you Billy the Kid. Um, yeah. We've been following you. How is it, mate? How are you feeling um, today and, more importantly, tonight and tomorrow? Uh, how are you feeling? Are the nerves kicking in now? Oh, yeah, I guess, you know, it's something that you definitely have in your mind for the last two or three months. And I guess you sort of come, you know, pretty comfortable with the idea of what, you know, potentially ahead and, you know, you set yourself up for the fact that if it doesn't happen, you can just keep cracking in there at Stanford level. And I guess if it happens, you just, you know, relish the opportunity, enjoy the moment with the family and friends and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, you're definitely sort of pretty comfortable with regardless of what happens either way that you, you know, have a set plan. But, you know, at the end of the day, it is pretty nerve-wracking into coming into, you know, the next couple of days, I guess. How many clubs have you spoken to and have you been given any indication of, of any clubs that, that are keen to, to take you? Yeah, it's sort of, um, I guess it's pretty different nowadays with all the, you know, live trading on the night and the bids and stuff like that. It's all funny how the picks sort of land. So I think, you know, coming into the night, there hasn't been um, too many promises for a lot of the boys because I understand that, you know, there's false promises that sort of happen at this level at the moment because of all the live trading. And, you know, they might say they'll have you pick 35 or something and who knows, they may not even have that pick when the um, pick rolls around. So I think, you know, the promises don't really happen at the moment, which is probably a good thing for the boys. It, you know, it makes your expectations pretty low on the night, and I guess you enjoy the moment that happens. Um, in terms of the club, you sort of speak to most of them throughout the year, and I guess nothing really changes you know, in the last couple of months. They sort of keep a lid on it because they don't want to give too much away. But, yeah, um, no, nah, it's a pretty awesome experience to be a part of. Uh, do you talk to the other boys about the clubs that they've spoken to? Like, do you sort of have your, your mates that are sort of like, oh, yeah, um, you spoke to them, I spoke to them. How did you find them? Can you sort of talk to them confidentially? Because we know it's hard that you can't really talk to anyone else or even us about it. But are they sort of an outlet, the other fellas that are going through the same thing? Yeah, I guess, you know, when you're at things like the combine and stuff like that and you're all sort of going through the same experiences, you can sort of just, you know, share your experiences and stuff like that. And there's always pretty funny ones. Like, you know, a lot of the boys can relate to each other and sort of get, you know, an understanding of what each other are going through and the nerves involved and stuff like that. So... Um, yeah, there definitely is an element of that. And, you know, you, you meet so many new people that you probably you know, don't go to school with and stuff like that in the footy environment. And when you chat to them about that, you become such good mates. And then, you know, you sort of have an interest in each, each other's path and, you know, you hope that they get picked up and you wait for the night to be, for the name to be called out on the night, I guess. Uh, how did you find your year, mate? Uh, obviously, you're, you're a big, big-bodied inside mid and, and have no trouble finding finding the footy. Um, how did you rate your year, uh, both at North Adelaide and uh, in the State Hub? Um, yeah, it was definitely a really enjoyable year um, for myself. Um, I was pretty grateful that I was able to play um, all the games this year, which were you know, largely interrupted, which was probably the ma- most important thing. Um, yeah, pretty grateful for that. And experienced a fair bit of success um, with the team at North Adelaide, obviously making the grand final and just falling short. But um, I loved the opportunity of playing in the state environment and, you know, 
coming up against the best, you know, 50 players in Australia and stuff like that, it's always a really awesome experience. And, you know, when you set yourself up against the best, you can sort of benchmark what you need to work on and what your strengths are. And I think, you know, just being involved in that experience is an awesome thing. Like, it's obviously, you know, a dream to be a part of it and something that, you know, in years to come, I'll be forever grateful to be a part of. And, you know, to experience the team success is just a, you know, added bonus on the side, which has been, you know, a massive part of me really loving the year. And I guess, you know, playing good footy comes on the back of enjoying the experience and, you know, being grateful for what's around you. So it's been awesome. Yeah, I've really loved it. Yeah, Bill, a couple of quick ones, mate. Uh, I know that we're worried about your nerves, but your folks, they'd be beside themselves. And look, your old man, how are you going to contain him? If Collingwood call your name out, how are you going to keep oh. a lid on it? He's going to go off his brain. Yeah, I think, yeah, it'd be pretty awesome experience. Like, any name gets called out, but I imagine that one would... um. You know, set a few set a few rockets off in his world. Like it'd probably be you know, the best thing that's ever happened to him. But um, yeah, like it's really awesome experience, guys. What happens, and you know, I'd imagine there's probably a few, you know, yells and jitters if it happens. So yeah, it's a pretty awesome thing to be a part of. Hey, Bill. Uh, like we said, we've followed you the whole way. If it does go down for you, mate, uh, and even if it doesn't, we 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 want to chat to you in the coming weeks or so. So uh, keep your phone ready, brother. We'll be giving you another call, and best of luck in the next couple of days. Might have lost him there. You there, buddy? We have. Well, Billy Dallin, we've just lost him right on the end of the call. I'll get Jace to um, just have a chat to him there. We're going to jump to a break. On the other side of this, Antonius Cleveland from the 36ers. He's always a good chat. Gibbsy, we'll talk to uh, him and see how he's been going down at the Mosley Beach Club. And uh, <laughs> Jack Watts to join us as well to finish off the show. This is Summer SA Breakfast Live from SNSA Studio Lumo. Thanks to Ty Power. Pick one. Big holiday sale now on. Back in a moment on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tyre power saved during the big holiday sale on now. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. Welcome back, 8.03. Forecast today, 20 degrees and cloudy. Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs from SNE... Oh, mate, SNSA Studio Lumo. It's my first morning. Yeah, it's my first morning. We do it all, of course, thanks to Team Ford Mount Barker for their V6 Ranger, which we love. Uh, speaking of people that we love, uh, our next guest, well, I had the privilege of chatting to him on Kimbo on the Roots. You've had him on this show again before, and we're talking to a bloke that's just absolutely on fire at the moment for the 36 as we speak of Antonio's Cleveland. He joins us. Good morning, mate. How are you? Good morning. How y'all doing? Doing very well, brother. Doing very well. I, uh, you just uh, decided to turn one on against the Wildcats Thursday night. Just a lazy 22 points, four rebounds. Um Really starting to hit your straps, mate. Trying, man. Trying to string some wins together and, um, you know, keep improving. So it was a, it was a big win against the Wildcats. And you go to 5-5 five and five, uh, on the season now. So it's been a little bit inconsistent. Played some, some really good games against some really quality opposition and, and have probably let yourselves down against some of the, the weaker sides. So that inconsistency, what have you guys been working on to, to iron that out at training? Is there anything specific that uh, you need to, to get out of your game? Uh, we've just been working on our defense, um, honestly. Um, just trying to get better defensively. Um, hold teams to 80 points and um, just keep moving the ball and let everything go take care of itself. And Tony's got a home game this Friday against the Taipans and you're away on Sunday v the Kings. Uh, can you put a couple of wins on the trot here? Can you get one at home and then jump on the Big Bird, get up to Sydney and knock off the Kings up there? 
I mean, that's the goal. I believe we can do it. Uh, we're going to get a good practice in this week and uh, go try to make that happen on this weekend. 2-0, that's the goal for the weekend. Hey, Antonius, last time I spoke to you, you said you hadn't had much time to get out and about in Adelaide and the weather was pretty bad. Now, the weather's fined up a little bit uh, and I want to know about some off-court um, sort of uh, sort of antics. Have you managed to get down to the beach club down at Glenelg? Have you managed to... Hit a few of the clubs, just get out and about, have a have a chat to a few of the locals. Uh, I went to um, Henley Square. My mom was in town, so I took her to Henley Square. Got some food, got some ice cream, walked along the beach, and um, went back home. We stayed out for about a couple hours. It was real hot. Flies, the flies out here, man, are crazy. <laughs> they don't go away. Uh huh. But uh, other than that, we enjoyed it. And then yesterday and today, it was back cold again. So I'm not sure what was over that. But Saturday was pretty good. I'm sure mum would have loved uh, Henley Square, a lovely part of the world. Uh, just getting back onto the basketball. So you, you guys are actually averaging 10 more points per game without Craig Randall in the lineup. So obviously the offense is a little bit more dynamic. Obviously some other guys are getting opportunities to score and you guys are becoming a bit more unpredictable. Have you found that uh, as a player? Um, I didn't know that. I didn't know we average. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do. Yeah. Just make sure you let him know at training, will you? <laughs> uh, but yeah, the ball's moving. Other guys are stepping up. Um, even myself, I feel like my role is a little bigger now. Playing with Robo, Drim. Um, everyone just um, just stepping up, man. I know this team, this roster was pretty talented, so um, I'm not shocked that, you know, we've increased in points per game. But um, everyone just, you know, kind of accepted the bigger role like we all, you know, knew we could and was ready for it. So, um, yeah, I know that. Um, it's great news. But now we can just get the defense consistently and we should be all right. <laughs> Antonius, looking forward to seeing you get another couple of wins on the board, mate. More importantly, looking forward to catching up with you one day when Gibbsy and I can just slide out and maybe hit one of these bars with you. I reckon it'd be good fun. Uh, enjoy the next uh, week or so, mate. We'll chat again soon. Let's do it. Yeah, enjoy the week. <laughs> <laughs> Tony is Cleveland now. I'd love to do it. Mate, I reckon I reckon having a bit of a party with those boys would be it'd be nothing better, I don't think. Uh he was joined us all thanks to Chemist Warehouse, of course, the real house of fragrances this Christmas. And I've just managed to slide a bit of that V B on that was out there. That came you just put the, it on, haven't Oh yeah, yeah. I gave it a run. No wonder the boys no wonder the boys didn't give me much when they were in here. <laughs> Hey, uh, let's jump to a quick break here. On the other side of this, we're going to be back with, I think we'll get Jack Watts after about 8.15. Uh, this is SENSA's Summer Breakfast. Miles Fitzner and the 2006 number one draft pick went on to play 268 games and, uh, yeah, didn't end up with a car uh, at the Crows because uh, there's a story there, isn't there? Can we, we talk about Daisy Pierce saying <laughs> that they were, cars get bought. Is this true? You went to the Crows, they gave you a car. I, yeah, I had a car for a year and then uh, it was taken off me. What, just no good? Must have, must have thought I was no good. <laughs> Shout out to the Crows too. We'll be back right after this. Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire power, save during the big holiday sale on now. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. Well, welcome back. 8.14, Monday morning, Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs with you, live from SNSA's Studio Lumo, One King William. On the theme of the draft and the eve of the first round, we 
sort of had a chat off air. I said, oh, there's not many number one draft picks I have in my phone book. One of them's you. One of them's Coons, and that's all through work. But I've got one of them because he's just a great guy. And his name is Jack Watts, and he joins us on the line. And what a ripper. Good morning to you, Wattsy. Good morning, boys. Thank you for having me. Hey, uh, Wattsy, what was it like for you? We've spoken to Gibbsy before about his lead up to going number one. He found out about a fortnight before. What was it like for you in the lead up for the draft? You were 2008. But did you know a fair way out or did, did was it reasonably late? No, it was, it was actually pretty late for me. Um, I was sort of around the mark. Obviously, I knew I was, I was going to be up there, but um, I didn't actually find out until the night before when the D's came around and, and let me know they were going to take me. So, And I think picks two and three were West Coast and Port Adelaide. So, you know, there was a big chance going into the state. But, um, yeah, found out the night before. Off to the D's. So, ever kind of wish that you'd just gone two or three and ended up at West Coast or Port? <laughs> <laughs> Watching them win flags for the next yeah, five years. It's um, tough, tough to watch, to be honest. But, yeah, unfortunately, that's how it is. So, what were your memories uh, of the, the lead-in, Jack? Was it, um, was it relief? Was it you still nerves? I mean... Run us through, what, what were you feeling? Because we've just had a few of the, the young SA prospects uh, in the studio and you can tell that, that they say that they're, uh, they're taking it easy and uh, it's not affecting them too much, but there certainly was a bit of nervous uh, energy in the room. Oh, yeah, puck so, it up. Um, even though you knew, I, I was still nervous, even though I'd known two weeks out. Run us through y- your memories of, uh, of finding out and, and uh, how you felt. Yeah, I think for me it was just mainly excitement, really. Um, you sort of you're so naive at that stage. You don't know what's coming. Um, you know, I think I think kids these days are a lot more prepared. But for me, it was it was excitement. It was um, you know just a whole lot of joy for all the years of hard work that you put in. Um, you know, your family's there, your friends are involved. Um, so that that was sort of the main thing, and then obviously, you know, in the weeks following, it's a bit of a shock getting into the, into the system and um, you know trying to lock in and, and earn the respect, I guess, of your teammates. You you were only a pup though, weren't you? So you were still in school when you went right through this, and you were actually in school when you had to play. Some of these boys they finished school a year ago, Well, they're not even going to schoolies, not even making the most of it. <laughs> exactly. Well, I I didn't get to go to schoolies. Unfortunately, a big well, regret of mine. Well, it's prob- probably better off that you didn't, Watsy, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Correct. Stayed out of trouble for another week, at least. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I was, I was drafted end of year 11, so I was still doing year 12, uh, my first year of footy. Um, so that, yeah, had, had its challenges, definitely. I, I didn't get to play school footy. Um, you know, you miss out on a lot of that sort of graduation stuff, schoolies, um, you know, just a lot of that stuff that, that a normal sort of year 12 kid would do. And then, yeah, playing playing my first game, Queen's birthday, um, in front of 70,000, and then going the next morning at 7.30 doing my biology exam. So it was, it was an interesting year, that's for sure. That, that's extraordinary. So how, how, were, were the, how was that year? Like, were you obviously playing in one of the biggest games 
on the AFL calendar and then uh, rolling around at recess and lunch at school. Were, were, was everyone getting around you? Was it obviously, you, obviously everyone knew who you were and what was going on. Were they, were they getting around you? Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of support, obviously, from, from the boys at school. But um, I, I don't know, for me, it's all a bit of a blur, really. Like I can barely, barely remember it. I think, um, you know, you, you're thrown in there. You don't really know what to expect. Um, the club sort of told me, you know, a fair way out that this was the plan. You know, um, if you complete this sort of program, then you'll be ready to go to Queen's birthday. So um, it was interesting, interesting year. I think, I don't know, looking back on it, if I'm being honest, it's sort of a, a really tough year because I didn't really get to do, you know, commit to either one. Um, and I certainly sort of regret not you know, giving my school, you know, both obviously out in the footy field, but, um, you know, study and, and graduating and all the rest of it, I wasn't able to really give it everything I've got. So tough year, but um, part of the journey. What's he, talk, tell us about now. Um, you're looking fit. Uh, you're actually, the rig's in good shape uh, from what <laughs> I've seen. Um, you, some of the clothing stuff's going pretty well. You're still hitting the golf ball okay. Tell us what you're up to now. Yeah, it's a bit self-indulgent these days, isn't it? Miles, like, <laughs> I love it. Like Instagram. Um, now, nah, feeling good. I mean, when you don't have to run, you know, 12 kilometres every second day, you're able to sort of keep a bit of weight on. That was always my issue was, was losing weight. So it's nice to be able to keep a bit of weight on at the moment. But um, other than that, finishing uni, so finishing my MBA, that's done in about three weeks, I think. Uh, which will be a, a, a big relief because I'm not the greatest studier, that's for sure. I'd rather be out in the golf course, as you said. So, um, yeah, lot, life's pretty good. And then, obviously, yeah, squash, um, you know, swimwear business um, that I started while I was playing footy. That's sort of the, the workplace at the moment. So, enter this not Enter discount code MILES for 20% off on the squash. Just uh, <laughs> throw that through. So You're a great ambassador for us, mate. You are a great ambassador. You don't make them in triple XL, unfortunately, uh, for me. Hey, uh, mate, appreciate you coming on. Uh, looking forward to getting on the golf course with you again at some stage, mate. But uh, make the most of the next couple of days when people ring up and want to talk draft with you all over again. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Good to chat, boys. Good. Jack Watts there. Um, he's a belter. Funny man. Honestly, a funny, funny, funny man. Yeah, I've had uh, a few run-ins with him, and uh, he's, a, he's a good character. Mate, he? honestly, he's, just he's one of the value. genuinely funny blokes of all time. Hey, let's jump to a break. We'll come back on the other side of this. We'll recap the World Cup. We'll recap a little bit on the women's BBL uh, and the strikers. Get it done. Also, Melbourne, they won the AFLW. We can talk about that briefly on the other side, and we'll get to our Twitter poll too. And also give away our Signet Power Bank. SNSA's Summer Breakfast. Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs, back in a moment. Montan Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire power saved during the big holiday sale on now. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. Welcome back. Heel of the Hunt. Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs with you live from SNSA's Studio Lumo. 8.27, Gibbsy. Um, we've got a couple of things to do. The winner of the Signet Boost Power Bank, thanks to Signet, is pretty from the park can get it this morning. I think it gave me a bit of love. 
I'll get to Annie's not far. She's probably already got one, but she's not far due. Um, World Cup quickly, our Twitter poll went up, and it was about 33-66. Um, 66 saying, no, we don't get through. Ooh. Your thoughts? I reckon you got to believe. If you don't believe, what's the point? Just got to hope. you got to be in it to win it. We just need a draw. We need France to take care of Tunisia, and then we just need to attack for majority of the game then just park the bus. Isn't it funny? That's the whole thing, though. You go in with the mindset that a draw's okay, and that's when you go under, isn't it? Yeah, no, they need, they need to attack. They've they, got to try and score. They need to, they need to score. That, that's, and that's the mindset they, they had against Tunisia, and look what happened. You can catch it all, of course, on um, SEN. Benny Palmer's in here all night. He's looking tired and at the takeaway in here. And it's a good effort. He's big put, effort. He's putting in some hours, Benny. Uh, tomorrow, Mark Milligan to join us from the Adelaide United Football Club. Um, talking World Cup. You can check out all the podcasts via the podcast platforms, including Spotify. Search for SENSA Breakfast. And coming up next is SENSA Julian DeStoop with a summer edition of the morning show through until 11.30. Just, I need your thoughts. What, 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 first show, re- recap. What, what do you think, Monday, you and I? We haven't had a blue. That's probably the main thing. I think it's been a pretty solid start, Milo. Jason, have we got the thumbs up out the back here? Is that okay? What are we thinking? Yeah, th- double a hey, double thumbs up. He's up and about, Jase. Too nice. Too nice, he said. It's no, that's you, good. Something to build on. Have Milo. you got hazy withdrawals? Man, who's that? <laughs> well, I think we I think we're gonna have some, yeah, Andrew. Who? No, I think I think what we need to do throughout the next two or three weeks is we need to. Um, We'll go through a series of prank calling him at either like six ten or six twenty, and we'll just pretend we're other people, and then to see we'll see if he answers first of all, but then we'll pretend we're other people and just wind him up. Well, he'd be, his body clock would be waking up five thirty five every the morning. Kids would have him up, wouldn't they? For sure. So yeah, let's, let's test it. Let's test this theory. See if I, we can get him. I, get think, him on the line. I think we're it's the three weeks of winding up hazy. <laughs> <laughs> we miss him. Uh, thanks for joining us on the first one of the week, Monday morning. Like we said, top of 18 degrees, partly cloudy. It's just about to tick over 8.30. Thanks for your company. Don't forget, you can podcast any parts of the show, and we'll be back tomorrow. Looking forward to it Bright already. Bright and early. Looking forward to it already. We'll see you then.